Welcome to the Bad Fan Podcast. I'm your host, Cole Carter, and we are so glad that you have tuned in with us today. If you're listening along on Spotify, then a big welcome to you. And if you're viewing this on YouTube, then I hope you leave a like if you find today's episode to be a good one. And if you're new to the podcast, then we would be honored for you to subscribe today. Along with subscribing, I would encourage you to click the bell uh, below this video to get notifications for all new videos when they're posted. And that way you are always connected with all things Bad Fan. But I can't do this thing alone. So I am joined by my good friends, Stephen Curl and Brandon Pates. Let's bring the guys in. Hello, gentlemen. How was the weekend? Pretty good. Pretty good weekend. Not much to say, honestly. It was just, just a good weekend. Uh, I hung out with my host over here, Cole Carter. Uh, kicked a soccer ball around, so that I'm was jealous. pretty fun. Um, yeah, got to see some friends. Pretty good weekend, yeah. Yeah, we had a beautiful... It, it didn't start out to be beautiful, but the, the skies cleared out, and we were able to kick a ball, catch up, and um, yeah, had a really good Saturday. Some good sports over the weekend, obviously. Um, so yeah, pretty good weekend, I would say. You know, Starting the week off, uh, recording this on Monday, not so much, but hey, you know, you get past it. You move on and go to the next one. But uh, we are going to jump into today's journey together here on The Bad Fan, as we always do, um, taking you guys through everything that you need to know, everything that you need to hear, um, going into the biggest headlines of the week since the last time that we talked. And the official draw of the 2022 World Cup in Qatar happened this past Friday. It was no April Fool's joke. This is the real thing. And the draw revealed each group from A to H, and most notably showed the world who the U.S. would be playing to the start of the tournament. And the U.S., I'll show you guys a nice graphic, keep you informed, keep you in the loop. Uh, but the U.S. High production volume here at the Bat Fan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they will be facing our exes from over the pond, England, our good friends, the Islamic Republic of Iran, and we'll be awaiting the European playoff between those last UEFA teams of Ukraine, Wales, and Scotland. So, guys, now that we've seen the groups, what are your initial thoughts on the U.S. men's national teams group? And then we'll get to the whole draw afterwards. Let's start with the U.S. men's. How are you guys feeling about our draw? You know, I said I wanted to play England. Um, yes, you did. I don't know if that's my fault. Pull up the video. But... Let's look at the replay. <laughs> yeah, let's go back to last week or whenever we, we recorded that. But um, that'll be a really fun one. Uh, and like I said, the banter between the two countries has already started. Um. For that Euro playoff, I do not want to play Wales. Um, a hot Wales team is a scary Wales team. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't want that. But I'm, I'm hoping we, we come in second. That'd be my prediction uh, out of that group. Steve? Yeah, um, honestly, you know, albeit we didn't get guitar. Um, but out of that pot one, I think we got the weakest team um, out the of the rest of that. Team. Out of besides Qatar, I'm looking at Belgium, Brazil, Argentina, France. Is it Spain? Germany was a pot two team, but yeah, Spain. I think all of those teams are better than England. Um, better I know than that Portugal they, or worse, uh, worse than Portugal. Yeah, I'll say it just because I think Portugal hasn't even necessarily even figured out how to play with. Um, have yeah had to play with Ronaldo yet honestly him being older and having so many new young like phenoms on their team Portugal's a scary team 
um and you know england is it coming home i don't know um but no i think um we was pretty fortunate so, and again england's still an incredible side and their talent is undisputably insane um but i mean the last time we were in the same group as them um we finished above them so um, i mean not to say obviously two different times and all that kind of stuff as well but yeah feeling fortunate with them you know iran's a good team um, not to be overlooked as well. I believe like the 94 World Cup, they showed us a lesson. Um, <laughs> again, long time ago. But, yeah, you can't underestimate these teams, uh, not to mention, you know, Ukraine, Wales, and Scotland, all pretty decent teams as well. But, I mean, I think, honestly, you have to expect us to get out of the group stage. Um, the amount of talent that we have in our pool, um, in my opinion, is it's enough to get out of this group stage. Um, so I think that's where the expectations lie with this men's team. Expectations lie from Greg Berhalter. Um, seeing his reaction even to the draw was encouraging to me. Um, you know, I don't think our players are phased. Um, and so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, could have had a more favorable group for sure. Um, but I think, you know, uh, the pressure's on England. Um, the pressure's on Southgate, in my opinion, to to win this group. Um, and so that can be a blessing sometimes, but it can also be a curse, especially English media. I believe the headlines for the last time that we drew in the same group was, was it easy? I think was it, it was Algeria. Um, who else was in the group? England, Algeria, like Yanks or something. It was like, like abbreviation of easy on their, on their front uh, paper after that draw, mm-hmm. um, so which they ended up yeah. going through. But yeah, no, yeah, I think it was like Slovenia, Slovakia, or something like that. But, but anyways, um, no, I'm excited. You know, you, I'm getting a little buzzing. Like I'm tired of playing these Concacaf teams. I can't imagine playing against <laughs> Harry Kane. Um, you know, Gareth Bale potentially, and John McGinn for my Villa guy over there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's exciting. It's an exciting prospect, and I think our players are up for it. The uh, the prospect of playing England certainly on. Black Friday, so the day after Thanksgiving. Um, it should be the main event, hopefully. Um, Going to be an incredible game to see. Hopefully lots of fans are watching. But just the banter, I mean, it's already started. Just having looked at the tweets, like when England posted their official tweet of like, fans, what do you think of the draw? And just like the banter between, you know, this will be the final game to decide if it's football or soccer. And just everything that people are saying is going to be pretty awesome. So I know I'm excited it's always exciting to see your ex, our old colonial uh, overlords. Um, but obviously, <laughs> you uh, we're obviously keeping our eyes peeled to see who that playoff team is going to be. You know, you have Wales, who Wales just has been an amazing, you know, cohesive unit recently. Um, you've obviously got Gareth Bale leading the charge, and he just, you know, willed his way last game with that amazing free kick and a good goal as well. Um, then you have Ukraine, you know, and we'll see how this war with russia last if it really affects them to be able to be in the world cup um i was saying even you know behind the scenes that that might be a inspiring thing for them they might play for more you know just on a world stage for people to see you know the ukrainians are more than just you know, defending their country but they want to be able to succeed on a world stage and the world cup so that might give them an edge just to have the will factor behind them so that's why i sort of said maybe scotland if i had to have a preference um they still have some talented players but uh, maybe they would be a little bit more of a pushover and, you know, relativeness to the other two teams. So I would hope to see Scotland out of it. But regardless, we're going to have it cut out for us. We'll still have to beat England 
an Iran team that we haven't beat before, and then one of those three. But yeah, um, uh, really quick, I want to go on record and say that mm. if the likes of a Paul Ariola or Giassi Zardes scores on England, I will get their name tattooed on my body. <laughs> oh my god! Noted. Don't say that. I think I'm going to say it. Okay. Jordan Pickford gives up a goal. Harry Maguire lets Paul Ariola (laughs) run past him and score a goal in a World Cup game. Yeah. I'm tagging tagging Paul and Jesse right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's going out later on the tweet or something. Specifically those two. Um, I was going to say every game is hard in the World Cup, so no one should be overlooking anybody. Um. But I think A through D are easier than uh, – what is it? Why am I blanking? E through H. Um, I don't know if you want to pull it back up again. But, yeah, like all those, all those groups I think are harder than the first four. And so – but there's no group of death, which is weird, I think. Like I don't know if the drawing was, was new this year or, or however, but – it seems like all the little groups are fair. Um, there you go. Um, but I don't know. Do you guys think one's like harder than the other? I'd probably say, man, I don't know. E or F for me, maybe, maybe the hardest, but man, they're all pretty tough. Mm. Well, two things from F. It depends if you're getting the Croatian team from 2018 who went to a final. Mm-hmm. And it depends if Canada can stay hot with what they have. I personally look at Group H and think that's going to be just a really like competitive group. Yeah, you know, you're talking about Portugal. If they can figure things out, I think they're pretty strong. Ghana always turns up in the World Cup in some capacity. Uruguay has got some great players. You have Suarez and Cavani. This might be their last go at it. And then Korea, they're no slouches. That I mean, the last time they knocked out Germany, and I think that group of death. So yeah, you have Sonny there, um, some talented players. So none of them in Group H are and group H are pushover. So that's sort of my group of death. It is sort of a level playing field in most places. I mean, group C, you have Messi taking on Lewandowski and the Mexicans as well. Those are, you know, three pretty solid teams, but across the board, it's going to be a great world cup. Just looking at the group stage. Um, mm-hmm. It'll be entertaining nonetheless. Yeah, I think so too. I just, man, I don't even know. I was looking at group G and I was like, Brazil is like the top spot. Switzerland mm-hmm. is always in the mix. Cameroon's great. And Serbia has Serbia's really good players. historically so. a really good team as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <Mitrovic. laughs> um, so who knows? You know, it's it's gonna be a great one. I cannot wait for November. Um yeah, I'm I'm really, really excited for that. Yeah, this will be great. It'll be great. Obviously, you know, all the controversy surrounding the World Cup in Qatar uh will not be overlooked some teams are already you know coming out with statements but it will be hard from a viewer to not want to see the u.s play and uh, boycott it so i'll probably be watching i would say um hard to not when you miss out in 2018 um but the u.s beyond the world cup uh, had another important draw um in the Concacaf nations league and they'll be playing against el salvador and What's the other team? Is it Granada? I believe Granada. Granada. I did not recognize <clears throat> the flag, to be honest. Um, so yeah, we'll see them uh, starting in June with some group stage games and then finishing off in March 2023. Um, I'm assuming it's play them twice, um, and then the, you know the playoff rounds will continue after that. 
Um, but that'll be taking place this year and next year after the World Cup. Um, we'll be the defending champions. That'll feel good to say, won't it? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely. right. You know, people have called the CONCACAF Nations League a more prestigious uh, trophy than you know the Euro Championship. So I mean, really, the U.S. is coming in with the best silverware in this World Cup tournament. So it's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Who said that? Uh, someone did. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> My source. <laughs> yeah, my source. I think it's Fabrizio Romano. He texted me. <laughs> no way. Uh, Fabrizio. <laughs> mm. Yeah, he's he's a great source. Here we go. That's his saying. Um, well, enough about the U.S., enough about soccer, enough about the World Cup for now. Um, over the weekend, some more headlines as we wrap, wrap that one up. Uh, the Women's Final Four and the Women's National Championship in basketball happened this weekend. In the Final Four matchups, we saw South Carolina beat Louisville 72 to 59 and UConn beat Stanford 63 to 58 with the winners both booking their tickets to the final on Sunday night which in a dominating performance South Carolina Gamecocks are the national champions in 2022 defeating UConn by a score of 64 to 49 and this was the first time in 11 championship appearances that the Huskies head coach Gino Ariyama lost and this is now the second time that the South Carolina team has brought home a championship to Columbia. Um, great to see. Uh, I know the favorites always going in every year, UConn, but this South Carolina team has been pretty strong over the past couple seasons, and they get another championship to bring home with their teams. Congrats to the Gamecocks. As we're recording this now, there's the men's national championship going on, but over the weekend, the final four matchups took place as well. Kansas defeated Villanova 81-65, a bit of a lopsided victory, um, but in an absolute classic. The game that everyone was watching, I think this was the highest watched men's basketball game since 2017, um, and that one was North Carolina Duke. Duke losing out by four points to a score of 81-77, to and the last time that we see Coach K on the court, on the hardwoods, um, his storied career is... Just amazing. Uh, he leaves behind an incredible legacy. Um, he was the winningest head coach in NCAA men's history with 1,170 wins, a meager 200 more wins than, Jay ba than Jim Beheim in second, the coach at uh, Syracuse for so long. And Coach K finishes with 36 tournament appearances. That's pretty incredible. 13 Final Fours, also incredible, and five national titles. Just a legend of the sport. And don't even forget the fact that he's also got six gold medals to his name coaching the men's national team. So pretty amazing, guys. I mean, quite the legacy. We touched on it a bit. Um, but just watching that game, this whole thing bubbled up to be a pretty incredible game. Brandon, um, what were your thoughts on the matchup and what you saw? It was great. It was energetic. It's everything that you would want it to be, everything you expected it to be. Um, Coach K was animated. Everybody was animated. I mean, what what a game that was. And, you know, we were really treated to that. It sucks that Coach K obviously didn't make it. Um, this is the storybook ending that I know my man Steve was looking for. Um, yes. But what, like you just laid out there, what a, what a freaking career for him. Um, and yeah, congrats on all that. Yeah, kind of crazy. I mean, it's not often that, you know, you get to see the legends of the game step away. And this is a guy that, you know, we've grown up with. He's always been, you know, the front of the magazine or like whatever headlines. Like he's always been that winningest coach, right? 
And so it's crazy to see, you know, him this year. Last year it was Roy Williams from North Carolina. How cool would it have been, though, had they both stepped away at the same time and this was their last matchup of Final Four. But, you know, sports aren't that romantic, Steve. I'm sorry I didn't go down that way. Um, but uh, unfortunately, we're recording this as a national championship is happening. Um, maybe by the time we finish it, we can give you guys a final score. Um, yeah, it is currently halftime. And North Carolina is winning 40 to 25. Yes, they are. So we'll keep you guys updated. Um, But we do have to move on as we can't give you any more info on that national championship game. Um, But Champions League is back, guys. Uh, Steven, are you excited to watch some Champions League football once again? Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, No, for real. um, I've been watching CONCACAF uh, Champions League or whatnot. I'm excited to see... (laughs) <laughs> um you know real madrid beat, yeah i know right it's, it's time to watch the little guys play of uh, real madrid and chelsea <laughs> those guys um but no uh super excited again about that real madrid chelsea matchup to be specific <laughs> real madrid is kind of my dark horse to to win the champions league this year and um you know it's it's all i think we lost, we lost you there steve, steve. Oh, no, buddy. Brandon, Steven, we lost you. Brandon, we're going to go to you real quick. What's your ideal matchup that you're looking forward to, Brandon? I'm just looking to see if Man City will get over the hump. Um, Atletico Madrid is, like we saw last stage, they are very, very good, well-coached. That is going to be very tough. And like we mentioned a couple episodes ago, they have a very tough month this month. Liverpool twice, Atletico Madrid twice. That is a it's a scary month for them. I'll just say that. So we'll see if they can if they can pull it off. Steve, give us a recap what you just said. Just saying that Real Madrid is going to win it all. You can mark it down. <laughs> You're a simple man. I think all these are great <laughs> matchups. Really, um, the Benfica, Liverpool, Benfica. You know they slid their way in beating Ajax. Um, they have the capability. I mean, these teams are good teams. They deserve their spot in the Champions League for a reason. Uh, Villarreal, Bayern, can the vampire do it? I don't know. Uh, Man City, Atletico, that's that's the matchup I want to see as well. Um, can Man City survive just down the stretch facing, you know, Atletico, Simeone, and uh, Suarez and those guys leading the way? It'll be a really, really, really good matchup to see. Um, Chelsea, Real Madrid, I mean, hard to beat that. Chelsea's, yeah. I guess they're gonna recover i think they lost recently last week did they lose yeah we'll get Uh, into it uh they lost pretty badly to brentford but you know they they seem to play better in the champions league i don't know what it is but like no matter their league form they just look amazing in the champions league yeah so so maybe maybe they'll focus on champions league more try and get the back-to-back titles um maybe they'll slip down in the premier league standings but we'll get to that soon uh europa league also was back RB Leipzig takes on Atalanta. That's a really good matchup. Um, Frankfurt taking on Barcelona. Barcelona's been in really good form. I think they're shaping up to be the favorites of the tournament. West Ham and Lyon. uh, The French coming to England, to London, take on the Hammers. Um, Our guy, Tangi Indombele, Steve, going to go back to West London. Uh, Will he feel back at home? Will he ever be back at Tottenham? I don't think so. Uh, Braga <laughs> and Rangers. Uh, Rangers just lost to uh, Celtic over the weekend. Um, kind of crazy. 
And um, yeah, who scored that? Back. Who scored that winning goal in that uh, in that Rangers Celtic game? Uh, Cameron Carter Vickers. Cameron will Carter he, Vickers, baby. Does does he deserve a spot on the men's national team? He will get a call up this summer. I'm I'm already telling you, he will get a call up this summer. People have been saying that he's been the signing of the season for that Celtic team. Um, mm-hmm. He's been a standout for them. And you know, like we say, they want these guys playing in Europe. If they're playing on that stage and performing. They deserve to be on the men's national team. Is there a spot, though? We'll see. Can he take John Brooks' spot? Is there room for him on the bench? I guess we'll find out. Think what, uh, see what Greg's thinking. Um, Who knows? I, he may not either. <laughs> yeah. He may not either. He does. Nobody knows. <laughs> um, but the Premier League is back after the international break. Uh, Brandon, your team back in action, losing to Wolves 2-1 in a mid-table matchup. Um, what was your breakdown? What did you see from it? How are you feeling about the game? It was just ugly. There's a ton of mistakes everywhere. Um, not a whole lot of quality on the day, unfortunately. Both of Wolves' goals were, um, I don't want to say unearned, but um, they were due to slippage on the field, both of them. <laughs> um, but they could have scored. they could have scored a couple more times that they didn't. So, I mean, I'd say they deserve two goals. Um, Ollie Watkins for Villa, the striker, had two one-on-ones with the keeper and missed both. So that's really confusing. As you know, yeah. he's just came back from England na- international duty. We'd expect him to be maybe flying a little bit. I don't know, but not the case. Yeah, we 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 lost two-one in the Midlands Derby, and um, we move on. Trying, we just I did like I said. Wolves had more more to fight for. Um, you know, we'll see where they end up at the end of the season. But Villa, hopefully we can just stick in the ninth and just sit there and just hold it down. But we'll see. Yeah. Um, Liverpool, they kept pace at the top against Watford, beating them 2-0. Um, Watford was competitive. They didn't look bad on the day. Um, but obviously, there's a pretty big talent gap disparity between those two teams. Um, they just didn't have enough to beat at really solid Liverpool side. Anything you guys want to take from that one? We should move on. I didn't end up watching that game. I watched a little bit of it. It um, Wofford was set up really well. Um, I think they had some chances, but no. Nah, I mean, Liverpool is just class, man. They, they, it was a good 2 nothing win. Good good performance though from Wofford. You know, maybe get things rolling towards the end of the season here. Because um, Everton, we're well, about to talk about Everton, but yeah, um, Burnley, Burnley lost to Gucci Man City. Uh, if y'all didn't hear about Jack Grealish, he got the new Gucci contract. Gucci yeah. Man City, they should bring in Gucci, Gucci Grealish. Yeah, bring in Gucci <laughs> from Atlanta. I want to see him and Jack Grealish in the same room. Oh my god! Please make it happen. <laughs> um, but City won two zero, um, so that title race is staying close. It really is going to come down to the big game this weekend uh, between those two teams, which everyone will be watching. If you're not watching it and you're a soccer fan, then I don't know how else to shame you except to say that you deserve shaming. Yeah. Um, it's going to be the biggest game of the year. Um, just two teams that are going to give it their all. We'll probably see their best, the best teams go out there, um, the best lineups, and it should be a cracker. I know all eyes in England will be on that one. Um, I think the most important or shocking result um, was that Palace beat Arsenal 3-0. Uh, just a game that Arsenal 
didn't look like winning. Uh, Palace was just the way better side. And I'm not even trying to say that as a Tottenham fan. I just think that Palace just really showed up and they showed out against Arsenal, uh, getting two goals and then third being a penalty. Um, it's a really good game. Did you guys catch this one today? I was watching the score. I had a busy day at work, so I wasn't able to watch it. But um, yeah, I man, I just saw one nothing, two nothing. Zaha penalty, 3 nothing. I was like, what is going on at Palace? Um, but good for them. Like, they're a solid mid-table team. Um, Vieira, Vieira has them ticking. And um, Arsenal, really weird performance. I mean, they've been so consistent. I've sort of praised them a lot for their, their games this year. Maybe this is a wake-up call for them um, to hit these last couple of weeks hard. But I don't know. It opens up the door, doesn't it? It does, it does. And I'll say one more thing, that Selhurst Park was just rocking. I mean, they were loving it. They were singing their lungs out uh, the same week that Patrick Vieira got elected to the Premier League Hall of Fame. So it's a big week for Palace. Uh, maybe they can ride that high, like you said, finish top half of the table. Um, but the result it had a big effect on what Tottenham did over the weekend. I mean, they smashed Newcastle, and they found their way into fourth place in that Champions League spot. So the race is on. Uh, Arsenal has one game in hand, um, and obviously the big North London derby that finally got scheduled. Uh, I think it's on May 12th now. We'll see how it all ends up, but that game is probably debatably how you see things. Maybe the second biggest game of the season behind that Liverpool-Man City title match. Um, so the, the race is on for fourth, guys. I'm really excited. I know the Tottenham guys look really good. A couple of our defenders, like half of our back line scored. Doherty scored, Royale got his first goal, uh, Ben Davies scored for the first time in a couple of years, so the back line getting involved, Harry Kane dropping back, getting some assist, and Sonny as well with a goal and a perfect assist to Ben Davies' header. Um, a shocking result as well from the weekend, Christian Eriksen and the boys at Brentford smoking Chelsea. I watched this one, and when um, Antonio Rudiger lined up from about like 35 yards out, and just scored an absolute banger of a goal. You thought, man, Chelsea's going to pull away. This one will be theirs. But Brentford just coming right back about two, three minutes later, scoring a quick, nice goal on the counter. And then just two, three more minutes later after that, scoring another goal to go up 2-1. And then them, uh, I think, putting away two more goals to settle the thing 4-1. to one. Uh, An embarrassing result for Chelsea. Uh, is this, guys, a sign of the times for Chelsea? Um, as we talked about them focusing more on Champions League. Or should we expect them to bounce back? No, I mean, it's just a blip um, in the radar. Um, I think, you know, Chelsea would just be quick to forget about it. And I think it just goes to a testament of, you know, what the Premier League is. Um, doesn't excuse a pretty poor performance um, from Chelsea. Maybe they caught themselves lacking a little bit. Maybe not feeling like they have a ton to play for, being in that third spot, kind of in that limbo zone. Pretty far enough over that fourth spot that now belongs to Tottenham. Uh, not incredibly far, but far enough to where maybe a little bit comfortable. Um, but yeah, I think they'll bounce back. But it's you definitely know that coming off winning the Champions League, they're thinking about getting another title because um, that's what's expected. Um, maybe you can attest to the poor results with some of the, you know, the crazy drama being around the club here and there, the media. But um, I think it's not anything to come. I think... I don't know who they play this next weekend, um, but I'm sure they come back out there rocking with the result. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you're right, Steve. You nailed that. Um, 
they're they're comfortably in third, I'd say. I mean, they they won't have many bad results towards the rest of the season, towards the end of the season. And um, obviously, being in the quarterfinals of the Champions League, Real Madrid is obviously on their minds. Um, and Tuchel, I mean, though he doesn't want to lose a game four one at all ever, um, it's not the worst thing ever because Tuchel's ready to to beat the Galacticos uh, for sure. Uh, but before we get to this last point, which I'm sure we're going to get into, do you guys think Tottenham can do it? Honest opinions. Do you think Arsenal will slip and choke? Which, you know, I would love to see the Gooners do. I think that'd be so funny. Um, I'm sure you guys would love to see that as well. But actually, but actually, what do you guys think? Honest opinion, looking at the fixtures, we have two really big matchups. We still have to play Liverpool at Anfield. Um, that's going to be a huge game. You know, you can win, lose, or draw. It really won't matter too much, I think, because we'll have some other winnable games that we can get some good points from. Obviously, the North London Derby is going to be huge. That'll be like the second or third, you know, last game of the season. So that thing's going to be just incredible. Um, I wish I could be there. I'll see if I'm there. Maybe not. Maybe. I don't know, but I think that Tottenham has the favorable schedule and line, the lineup of matches. Arsenal, I think, still has to play Chelsea. Um, I think other couple of top half teams, so they have more cut out for them. And they also, um, I just don't know if they're if they have the depth for it. Um, you know, I think the same week that they play Tottenham, they have to play Leeds before, so they'll probably be really have some tired legs from that matchup. And coming on the back end to play a Tottenham team that's playing with confidence. They scored the most goals in 2022. Um, I think they have found their identity. They have found their form under Antonio Conte. After going on that run of win, loss, win, loss, um, they've looked like you know, a team that's looking like they might clinch that fourth spot, in my opinion. Steve? Yeah. Um, I'm not nearly as optimistic as my compatron here. <laughs> never um, are. You never are. <laughs> I and think that's why you're a bad fan. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, the the five one victory over Newcastle is nice, but let's not really forget how poor Newcastle really is as a side. Uh, they brought in some cool signings, um, but this is a team that was he- headed for relegation. It seems um, in 2021 uh, before this new year, um, and it showed. And you have these moments out of Tottenham, and you get really excited about it. Um, getting the double over City and all these wonderful things. Then you lose to Burnley, right? Um, so I'm not nearly as optimistic, but I don't think it's going to be Arsenal either. Um, you still have a couple teams in United and West Ham um, that are right there. And I still think, you know, I do think Tottenham will finish above Arsenal um, in the standings, but I think it's going to be uh, – it's – I know United has not given me any reason to pick them to finish in Champions League spot um, that at all, really, other than some of the talent that they have. But I'm going to go with uh, United um, being at fourth, Tottenham fifth, and wow. then Arsenal, Arsenal below us. I think it's going to be uh, – I think even Ronaldo hasn't even played to his full capability. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see a, this weird – team's falling apart, though. Yeah, it, you know, it is. But <laughs> I think – when you have players like Rashford that aren't even started, I don't know. I just, I, for whatever reason, I, I just don't think Arsenal has it in them. They think 
the 3-0, that was just really poor. And I think Tottenham beats him in the North London derby. Um, so I agree with those points um, that Cole's making. Um, but yeah, I think Tottenham slip. Um, you know, I would love to be proven wrong. Um, but I look at the DNA of the clubs and all those Manchester United's DNA is rotten and dirty <laughs> um, currently right now. I think that they finish fourth. Um, I think Ronaldo scores more goals. I think Bruno gets going. I think Pogba gets going. Um, and I think Maguire stops scoring in his own net. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So I think United's going to grab that fourth spot. And West Ham's a good shout, too. I mean, they got a result over the weekend. Don't forget about them. Um, yeah. You get these teams like West Ham especially. Um, they're in Europa League right now, but um, – no one's really looking at them, and that can really be uh, to an advantage uh, to a club like them. And they're playing some really good football right now. Yeah, you want to speak about identity? I think West Ham really has that. Um, you know, uh, was it David Moyes? Right? Um, he's really got them looking good. I just think they'll run out of steam, man. They're playing in the Europa League still. I just don't. I just don't think they'll do it. Um, Arsenal. I don't know what to do. You know, Arsenal could Arsenal, Spurs could Spurs. Um, like, do Arsenal sort of revert back to how they were last season? Because um, if that's the case, yeah, I mean, it's anybody's game, I think. But I think they're too good to slip up. Um, but I've been trying to tell you guys, like, don't give up hope on Tottenham, man. They're, they're right there. They have the third best coach in the league. Um, top five in the world. So, you know, it's like you, you never know. And I think that experience might push push them up there and, and get them in the – or keep them in fourth or, you know, by the end of the season have them there. Um, I wouldn't bet that, but <laughs> just thinking about it, I mean, I mean, there's no there's no – there's no wonder why the top four teams are where they are. Um I mean, obviously, great players, a lot of money, but I mean, the top the top four coaches in the world, in my opinion. So it's it's going to be a close one, guys. But thank, thanks for answering. Thanks for amusing me a little bit. I I, want, I wanted that because I knew Steve was going to be like, I don't think so. <laughs> no, no, and I and I don't. I really don't. You know, I yeah. see us playing Villa. Um, I believe it's at Villa Park, right? Um, Is that I this week? See- I think it's. I think up. so. I think it's our next game. Dang. And um, oh, yeah, we'll I could I could see us losing the Villa, and then Arsenal Brighton's a good side. Then, bam, United beat Everton five one or five zero. Yeah. Then yeah. it's back even on points. So, um, too early to tell. But um, I got. I hope I'm wrong, but I have a feeling that I might not be. <laughs> we'll see. Well, the bottom dwellers that we've been talking about, Everton, Brand. You said you wanted to dive into this one, and. I don't think they, I don't know what they can do anymore. I mean, they just don't look like they know how to win a game. Um, what's the happening? They already there? signed Dele Alley too, so I don't know what else you can really do. <laughs> I mean, what do you have to say? It's just like there's nothing good to say. It's just there's nothing nightmare. Good to say. It's been nightmare after nightmare after nightmare. Red card after red card. I mean, they're just falling apart. And I was telling Steve, I think they have two games in hand. So that's and they're three points above Watford, um, so that helps them. They have way better players. Than Watford does, but Steve, you brought up a really good point, which I'll let you I'll let you share. But like the pressure at Everton is way higher than it is at Watford. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, you go with a high profile hire. I think that's another thing too with Everton. Everton brings in Frank Lampard, which uh, hindsight's twenty twenty, and he might end up saving them from relegation. Um, that's not necessarily the point that I'm making, but you go for this high profile hire. I should really say like notoriety hire. Well, oh, everybody knows who Frank Lampard is and right. Chelsea. He's the Chelsea guy, and you know, as opposed to getting, uh, you know, who's the guy? Sam Allardyce, you know, or someone that has been there with a team with not a lot of talent and knows how to coach and get a result. And that's not what we're seeing at all from Everton. We're not seeing any identity. We're not seeing any shape holding. We're not seeing anything. Um, And it's a difference between, you know, you look back at Chris Wilder with Sheffield United. Everybody knew they were going down, but they liked the systems that he was playing, and they were willing to give him the job, even though they were getting relegated. Um, But it's different. It's different with Everton. I mean, they're a way bigger club, high-profile players. You go in and sign Donny van de Beek, Deli Alley, and it's, yeah, I, I don't know. I think there's so much pressure on this club right now. Or you look at Watford, team that really alternates from the championship and the Premier League. Um, I mean, they come up, yeah. they come down, they come up, they come down. And that's kind of what they do. Um, but a relegation for Everton, and which Brandon's talked about this a lot with their financials, would be a catastrophe. <laughs> this is a team that yeah. does not have these relegation clauses built into their players' contracts. A lot of these teams like Norwich and Watford and stuff like that will have built-in contracts to their players that if you get relegated, your wages get cut by 50%. That is not the case with Everton. It is a lose, 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 lose situation, and it doesn't look good. Um, all of that negative being said, still, I won't even say likely, um, but if I had to bet, I would still say they might be safe um, just on quality. But that pressure um, is almost mm-hmm. like there's almost like a team uh, ahead of them on the table that's just pushing them down. <laughs> and so, and Frank Lampard, I mean, he hasn't done a single positive thing since being at this club. <laughs> Except for um, one win, I think. I mean, no. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, and it doesn't get easier. Championship side in the FA Cup, he beat, I think, too. <laughs> yeah. Was that it, one, it I think, easier. Leeds, right? The first week or something? Yes. And, and so who Watford is going to Leeds this weekend and Everton's going to Manchester United. Exactly the kind of team that Manchester United is waiting to play. Yeah. And same thing could be said for Watford. They kind of got some momentum. They didn't win against Liverpool, but you know, they saw Everton lose. So who knows? Maybe that's some, maybe that's some inspiration for them. Um, but yeah, it's not looking good for Everton. I think Everton still has a game to play against Burnley as well. So that'll come down to be a really important game. But sort of on the financial side of things, this is a team that's also looking to build a new stadium. And yeah. you can see what that looks like. You know, Tottenham, for example, they built their brand new billion-dollar stadium. And that's a team that they were banking on getting Champions League football every year. And so that's hard enough, you know, getting top six, you know, trying to stay you know level on their finances, getting top six. But like you're saying, if you build a new stadium and you're in the championship, that's not a good look for your team. You'll definitely have to sell off the likes of Richarlison, Calvert-Lewin. They're all got to be gone, you've got to think. So um, that's a nightmare situation. I know that Frank Lampard was brought in to, you know, extinguish that nightmare situation, but it's not looking good. It's really not. And I don't think he's a terrible coach. Like, I thought he did okay at Chelsea, and people really, like, hated him for whatever reason. Um, 
like, yeah, he didn't have the credentials to coach at that high of a level, but he wasn't awful. And he wasn't awful at Derby either in the championship. So, right. I was going to say one th- quick thing too. Like, in November or early December this year, when he was fired and this season, him and Tuchel had the same numbers essentially, you know, same amount of points, that. wins, losses, and all that. And he got fired for it and Tuchel got to stick around. So, you know, he was at a similar coaching level at one point to Tuchel, but. Um, I think the standards are so high at Chelsea that he was out. But go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Oh, go ahead. You got it. No, I was just going to say that I think it's like a, a lack of awareness of Everton's um, front office as well to actually see where their club is at. Um, to, you know, they haven't been good for a long time. Um, and these kind of warning signs have been on the wall um and i think that they've been ignoring them and kind of focusing on cosmetics and players and all that kind of stuff um but yeah i just want to say that 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 quick blurb of just i don't know how you again i don't think frank lampard's a bad manager um but there's certain manager profiles that you'd want in your club (laughs) and maybe they didn't realize that they were going to be in a relegation dogfight um but now they are and so and you're stuck with lampard i mean Mm -hmm. you don't you don't fire him. Even if he loses the next three games, you don't, you can't. Um, yeah. Cause then it's, then you're waving the white flag. So you're, you're sinking with this man or he's saving your club. One or the other. Yeah. I like to think, I think didn't, wasn't Dean Smith available at the time too, that weren't there a bunch of like firings, like Villa fired. Or am I, am I making that up? I, I think, think Norwich, Norwich hired Dean Smith pretty Dean quick Smith after way yeah, before. Yeah, it was like the okay. same week or something like that. He got fired from Villa, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I um, thought for some reason in my mind I was thinking like maybe he was available for Everton and that like Dean Smith might have chose Norwich because he's like, if I keep him up, it's amazing. But then I'm going back to the championship, which I know, and I could have, you know, potentially bring them back up. And that's just sort of funny to think about if that's true, which from what we're getting at, I don't think it is. But like, I'll yeah, I mean, I mean, like, I don't know, Frank Lampard, man, you, you he does have to do better, though. I think he's a, a good coach, but you have to do better with the squad you have. I know there's pressure. I know there's whatever ever. It's a scary situation at Everton. I think we, I think we've covered that well enough here, but yeah. Oof. Quick, quick fire relegation or safety. Steven for Everton. Is it Burnley? That's in the third to the last spot. So Everton safe or relegation. We'll go through them. All right, all right. All right. Norwich, Burnley, Watford, Everton right now. Okay. I'll go. I'll I'll go if they stay safe. Brandon, they will stay safe. I don't know how many points they would need to do that. How many games are there left? Seven, seven or eight, depending on. I'd say maybe six home. points probably keeps them up above Wofford, and they should be able to do that. Um, six or seven points, so. Who knows? I mean, they're fighting Watford at this point, right? They're not looking up the table. They're looking down, and that's a scary thing. So I, I still say they'll stay up, though. I think they'll be safe. They'll figure it out. They've been a Premier League team for too long, too much talent. They'll figure a way to stay safe mm-hmm. in the Premier League. Um, well, like we always love to do, we're going to look back over the pond the other way, going west to the United States to MLS Major League Soccer. For the, the matchups of the weekend, our fast five predictions that we threw at you, and sometimes we fall flat on. Um, recapping them real quick: Philadelphia took on Charlotte. That game ended two to zero. Brandon said two zero. I said two zero. Steven said three zero. 
Well done, lads. Philadelphia Union taking care of business, as did the three of us. Toronto took on NYC FC with a final score of 2-1. to one. Brandon had that one 2-0. I had a 1-1 draw. Steven had a 2-1 result. Steven knocking it on the head of the nail. He made fun of me for saying Toronto 2 nothing, and then he said Toronto 2-1. <laughs> it's all mind games. It's all yeah, mind games, so. and he fell for it. <laughs> we love that. Um, DC United took on Atlanta United. Uh, we didn't have a lot of faith. Maybe some more than others. Brandon had a 1-1 draw. I had DC United beating Atlanta 1-0. Steven had a 2-2 draw. Atlanta escapes with a goal in the 92nd minute or something, 90th minute. Marcelina Moreno just sneaks in a header. Uh, to Looked get a little fally to me too, but that's a... <laughs> Gives a Atlanta the win there. late. No. But hey, we'll take the win. Soft. That pushes Atlanta up to third in the east. New England took on New York Red Bull. They lost to Red Bull by a score of 1-0. to Brandon had New England winning 1-0. I had New England winning 2-0. And Steven had New England winning 3-0. We were all blown out of the water. Red Bull took care of business. New England not getting back in their form like we predicted them to. I was going to say, before and, you move on, Steve said Altador hat trick, just so we remember that. No, I meant that for the next New England game. It's <laughs> okay, the next one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Of course mm. it was. Uh, Orlando <laughs> took on LAFC. Uh, Brandon had LAFC winning a score of 3-1. I had a score of four to one, and Steve actually had Orlando winning three zero. <laughs> LAFC won four to two. I'm going to take the best credit for this one. I had LAFC scoring four goals. I'll take that one. But at the end of the day, our scores is they had uh, Brandon had three of the five correctly predicted. I had two of the five, and Steve had two of the five. And that just shows how good we are at this business, guys. Mm-hmm. We are so good. Um, I'm just surprised we predicted two games correctly as a, as a group. I mean, Steve got the Toronto game correct. You and I got the Philly Charlotte game correct. Yeah, and who knows? Maybe we need to start sports betting. Hey, <laughs> we'll be we'll be open to that betting uh, sponsor if they want to give some True. money to the channel. Draft Looking at you, Fanduel DraftKings. <laughs> shout out. Just waiting. Um, but. We'll start with some closing statements, guys. Some things to be looking for up in the week, um, over the weekend. Until next time we see everybody. Um, I am very excited. The Masters are this week at Augusta National. You know, I already saw the drive, chip, and putt championship off of all the youngsters. You had the par three contest. That's always fun to watch. But all the action starts on Thursday. Uh, all eyes are on Augusta, especially over one man. If you guys know who I'm talking about, do you know who it is making the big return? Mm-hmm. Biggest name in Tiger. golf. Tiger. Tiger. Tiger Woods, will he play? Um, he's been playing some practice rounds. He played in the PNC Championship, which is like a sort of a family event. So he was playing with his son, Charlie, who and himself is an all-star. Um, but, I mean, there's been picks, you know, of the practice round that people are already in mass following Tiger, yeah. just getting a glimpse of him. Will he play or not is the big question, though. But, you know, ultimately, and this is a guy that's won, what, 16, I think, uh, major championships. So he's trying to climb up close to the, the bear, Jack Nicholas, um, and getting that mat, that um, major count up. But is he healthy enough? That's the big issue. You know, you, don't, you can't ride in a golf cart in a tournament like the Masters. You have to walk all four days. So it'll be interesting to see if he pulls out or not. I mean... This is a guy that is so competitive that literally, I mean, a year and a half ago or less was debatably in a hospital if he had a leg or not. Like, there was talks of it being amputated. So 
even if he plays, it'll be an incredible comeback. Um, definitely newsworthy, but I'm hoping to see him play. Otherwise, I think you know you have the big favorites. I think Colin Morikawa, um, those who follow golf, I think he might have a good shot at getting a Masters green jacket this weekend. It'll be exciting to see. Uh, also, this week is opening week, guys, in Major League Baseball. I'm very, very excited for this. The Braves will be getting their World Series rings. We'll be dropping the new pennant. It's going to feel good to be an Atlanta sports fan, uh, Georgia sports fan over the weekend. Lots of awesome stuff going down. I know as this is recording, uh, when it releases, all the Braves will be getting their golden trim merch. That's exciting. I'll probably be getting something from that. Uh, guys, what are you looking out for this weekend and week? Uh, I, I go ahead yeah. and go. Yeah, you go. Oh, my bad. Um, no, I was thinking injuries, injuries across the board. Josef Martinez getting his knee looked at. Ozzy Alonso tearing his ACL. Ian yeah. Anderson being pulled from a spring training start today with a blister. That's not that big of a deal, but those can nag throughout an entire season, as well as Mike Soroka um, seeing what his injury status is and Ronald Acuna. I'm just thinking of all of my and all of my Georgia sports Luke teams. Jackson? Luke Jackson going down as well. Um, might be out for the year and it might need Tommy John surgery. It's, it's looking like that for sure. Um, so for me – those are some big names um, on my beloved Georgia sports teams. Um, but yeah, especially loving to see how Ronald Acuna comes back this year um, mm -hmm. with his, with his injury. And uh, that's not necessarily going to be a, a take that we'll know by next week. Um, but yeah, curious. That's kind of what I'm looking at. I guess more so on the Lane United side as well of Josef Martinez getting his knee evaluated or after Alonzo tears his ACL Atlanta United with, three torn ACLs and three back-to-back-to-back seasons of Emerson Hyman, Josef Martinez, and now Ozzy Alonzo, not in that order, but um, yeah, injuries uh, can make or break a team. Uh, so I'm looking to see that for the Braves. Hopefully they can uh, see what a, a full year of Ronald Acuna looks like. So they can put all those uh, misled Juan Soto, um, you know, people they're thinking that he's better than Ronald Acuna. Um, put yeah, those, shame. put those rumors the best. Short term memory. Shame. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's my big takeaways uh, going into the week of soccer, baseball um, as well. Brandon, anything going up in Ohio this weekend? Yeah. Um, the women's national team is coming. Um, if you guys didn't know, I think it's the she believes cup. I want to say, I don't know, but they're playing hasn't been really advertised at all. So I just saw it today. I was like, oh, they're in Columbus. So I might go on Saturday, uh, which would be cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, other than that, there's not much going on, I don't think. Um, minor league baseball as well starts. The Columbus Clippers do not play at home this week, unfortunately, or I might go, I might have go might might have gone to a game and I can't speak. Um, but yeah, opening day, it's always fun to to see baseball on the telly. Um, obviously, the Masters is the only golf <laughs> event that I follow, like, sort of religiously. Um, so that would be really, really cool. Um, I'm hoping Tiger plays, but I don't, I don't know how you come back from what, you know, what he's gone through. So we'll see. Um, but, yeah, before we go, before we close, um, the game, the national championship game is tied 57 to 57 with eight minutes left right now. So um, I guess we'll have to just leave it there and we'll see 
you know, we'll see what what ends up being. But what a game. What a game. <laughs> I always love a good national championship. Love those yeah. dramatic endings. Mm-hmm. Endings. But we will have to fill you guys in on it next time. Mm-hmm. We couldn't squeeze it in in today's episode. Unfortunate. Those commercial breaks, they really get you. I mean, it's only a 40-minute <laughs> long game. We've been recording this for close to an hour, and they're still not done. So that ain't on us. Mm-hmm. That's on them for not getting it done in time. Yep. Um, but, you know, it's always been a pleasure to get to record together, um, to have you guys as the listener and the viewers as well on YouTube. Um, we're really glad that you guys have joined us on The Bad Fan again. Um, always a pleasure to have you tune in. Always a pleasure to have time together. And uh, if you thought today's episode was a good one, please give it a thumbs up. Uh, it's free. It only takes a second of your time, guys. And if you haven't subscribed, please do so. Uh, become a Bad Fan member today. Um, we're trying to get to 100 subscribers by the summer. That's a big goal of ours. And I mentioned that we might be doing a giveaway at that point. If you guys can get those numbers up, maybe we'll do a giveaway as well. Um, so if you want to help us get there, share it with a friend. Uh, you know, Word of mouth is always great. Maybe sh- send a link, uh, share a post. Uh, we would greatly appreciate it. Um, and always get involved in the comments down below here on YouTube. Uh, find your way to Instagram. Um, but anything you need is in the description below. You can follow our link tree to all the links that you need to get connected. Um, but once again, thank you for joining us. All of us here at the Bad Fan Podcast. Hope you have a great day. We will see you next time. And until then, peace, everybody. <laughs>